He'll make it all right. God is able. God is able. Whatever you need. Whatever you need. He'll supply. He'll supply. Whatever is broken. Whatever is broken. He can fix it. He can fix it. No need to worry. No need to worry. He's alive. Hello and good morning. Thank you for tuning in to another podcast of A Few Minutes with Pastor Mac. We hope God is blessing you thus far on this Sunday morning. And we hope God's power, favor, and strength be upon you for this new week that is upon us. If you can't make service, don't forget uh, we have a Givelify app that you can give your donations and first fruits and uh, grace giving uh, through our app. And um, if you can't make it to service, so don't forget about that. We always want to make sure we give opportunity to uh, sow seeds into God's ministry. And if you can't make it again, our website as well. Uh, give the website and on our app, uh, Givelify. Shall we pray? Oh, gracious Father in heaven, we thank you again uh, for another week uh, upon us. Thank you for last week. Uh, Lord, we don't take for granted what you do for us. Uh, we thank you for what you've done and what you're going to do for us in the future. Lord, we know you have it all worked out. Whatever else has befallen us, Lord, we know you can get us through. We know you answer prayers, Lord. We know you can do anything but fail. Bless those on the sound of my voice, Lord. Help us, Lord. Give us confidence. You're an awesome God, oh God. We thank you for being big in our life. You are big enough for our problems. You're big enough for our situations, God. And we thank you for that. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight. Oh, my Savior, my Redeemer, we do pray. Amen. Glad to be with you again for a podcast, a few minutes with Pastor Mac uh, Jr. And we're here this week. And I gave you a text uh, the week before last. Um, uh, John chapter 8. Uh, and we expanded the verse covers 30 to 32 and this week john chapter 8 verse 30 32 again we are in the series uh faithful in discipleship and now we have one more sermon with that series next sunday lord says the same first corinthians 11 and 1 and uh, get a chance to read that entire chapter uh for next week but um Right now, 11 and 1, as you know, I'm apt to expand once studying begins. Uh, I'm expand that. But this week, John chapter 8, verse 30 through 32, and I'll be reading the CSB translation, uh, whatever translation you have. We ask you to follow along. John writes this, as he was saying these things, many believed in him. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, you really are my disciples. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The grass withers and the flower fades away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. I want to tag this this morning. Simply turn the word up. Turn the word up. Um, a lot of people talk about how hot it is in Texas, and even so uh, this summer uh, we're experiencing triple-digit heat normally every day. Uh, the heat really doesn't bother me, though, because 
everything is air conditioned in Texas. Our car, your car is air conditioned. Your house is air conditioned. Every building you go in is air conditioned. So while you do sometimes have to be under the sun and while you're in it is hot, most people uh, here in Texas, they just don't hang out in the sun. And actually, I'm a hot weather person because the hot it is, the nice it is for me. And my sinuses don't act up. Allergies normally uh, don't kick in for me during the summer. Um, well, some people like the air conditions blasting in the cars. I can roll down the windows and I got family members who get a test. I roll the windows down and be in the, be in the, the air from the outside. I'd rather have hot air sometimes than cold air conditioning. It's just my particular temperament. And I know something is probably wrong with me. You're probably thinking, but that's just the way it is. And the sun doesn't cause again my sinuses to act up. I don't mind hanging out in the sun. That said, most people I know don't want to hang out in the sun. They just want to pass through the sun. And what a lot of people do not uh, do with the S-U-N, they want to do with the S-O-N. Let me say that again. What a lot of people want to do with the S-U-N, they want to do with the S-O-N. They just want to pass through. And when you hang out in the sun, you're going to sweat. Why? Because you can't be under that much power and it not affect you. If you hang out under the S-O-N, you're also going to sweat. You're going to sweat his commandments. You're going to sweat his word because you can't hang in his presence without him rubbing off on you. And the way you know he's rubbing off on you is that you begin to walk as he walks. You begin to pick up some of his habits. You begin to pick up some of his direction. You begin to pick up some of his influence. You begin to act like Jesus. Your faith grows in Jesus. And Jesus was so well received by some of his, by, by some because his life was consistent with his message. And that's the way we are. When the closer we get to Jesus, our consistency and our message and our life should match up. If we're talking about Jesus, then our life should match with that message. Sometimes we like the Pharisees. The Pharisees cultivated an image of intimacy with God, but it was evident they were not actually close to God. Hmm. Let me say that again. They cultivated an image of intimacy with God. They looked like they were God-like. They looked like they had God values and God traits, but it was evident they were not actually close to God. I said it again to say this. Some of us look like we're close to God. Some of the, the intimacy we try to possess around other folk that we are with God, but it's evident, quite evident that we're actually not close to God. And in this text, many believed in him. That is the same what we find in John 3, 16, since whoever believes in him has everlasting life. We know that the people Jesus was addressing in particular in verse 31 were believers. Those who likewise place their faith in Jesus can have confidence that God will receive them, not because of their perfect faith, but because of Jesus's perfect obedience, because he died on the cross. Well, that's the whole year long. Let me go to point one. One, it started in the word. If we look at 
31a, then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him. Jesus was talking to believers about discipleship. Notice that you can believe in Jesus, but not continue in his word and thus not function as a true disciple. Preach, Pastor Mac. Uh, I'm doing the best I can. Let me say that again. Notice you can believe in Jesus, but not continue in his word. That's these pharisaic thoughts, the pharisaic actions that we don't, and thus not function as a true disciple. A lot of times we get a bang, we get, we get, we get, we get hooked up. Or some of us were hooked up where we believe in Jesus, but our actions don't continue or though, though thusly, they don't come match the message that we're supposed to purvey as believers in Jesus. Hence, they don't function as a true disciple. And then 31 is a different phrase. Jesus then said to the Jews who had believed him, they had not yet trusted him, but they had believed. They had not yet trusted him, but they had believed. See, I find some of us saints that we in that not yet trusting him stage in our relationship. We believe him. Or uh, we believe in him, we just don't trust him. Uh, we like somebody fair. They have been intellectually grasped by his arguments and his words, but they have not yet committed themselves to him. Huh. They put thought into it, but they had put action into it. They put thought into it, but they hadn't put trust and faith into it. It is, it is to these people that Jesus says, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Discipleship begins with belief, even intellectual belief. They were there at the door. They were at the first step. And sometimes we can think our way out of doing something. Sometimes we can think our ways, we think our way into confusion because we put thought before uh, heart. We put mind before heart. And the Bible didn't say think your way to Jesus. It said Believe Jesus, confess with your mouth, and believe in your mind. No, in your heart. Hmm. Paul said in Romans, he said in Romans, he said, believe in your heart. So the discipleship is an ongoing, continual thing that we do in the Word of God, that we try to progress and process what God is saying to us each and every day of our life as we go through and meditate and pontificate on the Word of God each and every day. Hmm. That's what discipleship is. A process of sanctification and justification in discipleship and just in case we don't know justification uh, the act about which God moves a willing person from the state of sin to the state of grace from injustice to justice the change in a person's condition moving from a state of sin to a state of righteousness and the difference between justification and Sanctification. Justification sets people free from sin's penalty. Sanctification means being set from sin's power. Justification is something that God does for us. Sanctification is what God does with us. Justification is by grace through faith, while sanctification is by grace applied in life. Justification is I am. Sanctification is I will be. 
Justification set me free. Sanctification makes me free. Oh, brothers and sisters, beloved, uh, that's good to know that once we become disciples, uh, we, 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 we begin that process. Once we have been justified, we begin that process of sanctification. And that's how Jesus was parlaying it to them that you cannot stop once you start because the discipleship part is easier than the sanctification part. Because get saved, uh, give my life. Oh, that's everybody. I mentioned the, the Pharisees believed. They just didn't trust. You got to examine uh, the evidence that Jesus is who he claimed to be. You must believe him first, and that means examining the evidence. It's important to understand that belief can only come from evidence. That belief can only be from evidence. That's why, that's why John, John wrote the evidences of Jesus' power in his book. And he, and then you read John 20 and 30 said, many other things Jesus did, did, did that are not written in this book. He was selective in his account of Jesus. But he continued, these things are written. These signs are recorded in order that you, that you might believe in Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, and believe in you might have life in his name. Obviously then, if you want to be free, to be all you want to be, you must begin by examining this evidence about Jesus. Hmm. But people reject Jesus without really examining the evidence of who he really yeah, that's the problem. That's the hindrance of some of us today. We don't take the evidence serious. We get saved, but the discipleship part uh, never comes to fruition. <laughs> the, the, the distinction between discipleship and salvation. Uh, salvation gets it going. Discipleship is going. As we got to remember. Be going through the sanctification process now. Once you accept Jesus, the sanctification process, to sanctify means to wash, cleanse, consecrate, or set aside for a special purpose. Sanctification is the Christian teaching about how God transforms a person, making them fit for a holy purpose. Sanctification includes a change of heart, a desire to love God. And I gave you justification, I gave you justification that, that sanctification to sanctify, to be set apart means to be washed, cleansed, consecrated for a special purpose. That's what we all doing. That's what Jesus told him. You want to be my disciples, those who continue in my word, the process of the washing and the cleansing and the consecrating must be an enduring, everlasting process. Because the person can't be transformed by stopping from the word. You got to be in the word for the process to take hold, take root, take make manifest in your life. Oh, my brothers and sisters, that what it means that the abiding believer is not enslaved to sin. He is seeking to please God in all that he does. 
Then secondly, don't stop at the word. 31b, if you continue in my word, as I previously mentioned that Jesus wants the process to go, believers who abide in God's word are not in bondage to sin. They are set free from it. If we be Jesus' disciples, we must abide, what? In his word. It does not mean you are sinless. means that you should sin less. Let me say that again. does not mean you are sinless. It means that you should sin less. Christians who don't abide in God's Jesus' word are enslaved to sin in their experience. That's why you got a lot of sinners who are saved come to church, but they are saved sinners, but they still sinners saved. Saved acting like sinners, but they still come. To, that's why they tight. That's why I'm making a point of because you still got some saved folk who do some sinner, some sinner things. And they come to church, they can't praise. They come to church and real tight. They come to church, they haven't witnessed all. We haven't shared the faith. They come to church, they have not abided in the word of God. Does what he says agree with what you have found to be true in living your life? Jesus suggests that when you do that, something will happen to you. If you continue my word, you will truly be my disciple. That immediately indicates there are two kinds of disciples. There are those who are not yet real disciples. Outwardly, they are. They follow for a while. They are interested. They outwardly conform. They may join the church, the organization, but they have not yet inwardly committed themselves. They haven't trusted. But if his word is, you read his word, his word is in you, you continue in it. If you think about it, you see how true it really is, how practical and pragmatic and relevant it is to life. Something will happen to you. Somewhere along the line of a crisis will occur. You will find that his words have grabbed you and will commit yourself to him like the people mentioned in verse 30. And then you are really a disciple. It will change you. And that's number three. The word will change you and I. Verse 31, see, you are really my disciples. Oh, my God. Discipleship basically boils down to what Paul said in Romans, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Discipleship is a battle for our minds. It is. It is a declaration that discipleship is the only true path to freedom, to being all that you were meant to be. This is what, that is what Jesus said to Nicodemus. Go to chapter three of John, the teacher of Israel who came to him by night to that man who knew all the Old Testament and was an expert in the Torah. Jesus said, unless you are born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And when Nicodemus inquired how that would happen, Jesus said it would be like the spirit and the word. Using the two symbols, water and wind, the spirit and the word would accomplish it. Then as the word takes root in the heart, a transformation occurs. A life is imported by the spirit. And one becomes a real disciple. That song they sing, you are what God designed you to be. Oh, my brothers and sisters, beloved, you are what God designed you to be when you follow in to his word and you continue to become a true disciple. Discipleship, if you read 32, said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What's true for you may not be true for me. But truth is not based on our feelings. 
Truth is not based on our desires, but it is based upon what God says in his word. Believers who abide in God's word are not in bondage to sin. They are set free from it. The word says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you continue in my word, you will know the truth. And I'm so glad today uh, that Jesus laid it out like that. Because God knows some of us made life hard. We made life difficult. Because we have not abided in the word. Thank God he laid it out like that, that he would take care of the sins of this world. And that's why I love him today, because he made a difference in my life. And I don't know how many today can testify that he changed your life and you are no longer the same. Keep on in the word. Keep on believing, keep on trusting, and never doubt, because he will work it out for you. On a Friday night, they marched them up Calvary's hill, nailed him to an old rugged cross, and he died, he died, he died on a Friday night. But the reason why we can turn the word up is that early, early Sunday morning, he rose from the grave with all power in his hand. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yes. Say yes. For all he's done, won't he work it out? Keep on reading, keep on praying, keep on trusting, and never doubt. Won't he do it? Watch him work it out. For Invitation you. is extended now. If you don't know Jesus and the pardon of your sins, if you would like to get to know him better uh, and get saved, allow him to come into your life. Simply say this prayer, Jesus, I need you in my life. I believe you died and rose again on the third day. I trust you to control my life and to enhance my future. If you said that prayer, uh, it's as simple as ABC, accept, believe, and commit. If you did that, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us through our email, getpraiseon at houseofpraisepp.org. Or you may go simply to our website, www.houseofpraisepp.org. Contact us and someone from our discipleship team. I will get back with you with other information you need in order to begin this new life in Christ. We love you to life. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. We hope something was said would be a blessing for you and be a blessing for you this week. Uh, we know that we are still in the hands of God and we will trust him to keep and deliver us. Bless you. God bless you. County line. We love you to life and you can't do anything 
about it. Look forward to next week. The Lord says the same. We hope that you are praying and reading your word and staying true and standing on the promises of the Lord. God bless you. And we'll see you next week. Pastor Mac out. I made it.